and welcome to CCBJ Perspectives Podcast, providing access to leaders and influencers within the ever-evolving ecosystem of lawyers and legal professionals. Today, our guest is Heidi Salo. Heidi has specialized in technology, digital commerce, data security, global data protection, and intellectual property matters for most of her career. Throughout her career, she has held roles involving compliance, counseling, risk mitigation, and public policy. Heidi began her career in privacy and technology law in the late 90s, eventually helping to launch Nextel's new Office of Privacy in 2003. She later was of counsel at DLA Piper and then a partner at Greenberg Trarig. Immediately before joining Lidos, Heidi was vice president and senior privacy officer with Thomson Reuters, where she served as the company's HIPAA privacy officer. She was also a member of various privacy-related advisory committees and data governance boards. In her current role, Heidi is the lead privacy officer for an $11 billion revenue global company with employees in 30 countries. Among other things, she's responsible for implementing the company's global data protection compliance program and managing the privacy office function. Heidi, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So Heidi, what was your path to your current role and what are the key skills you've relied upon to get here? I started my career as a litigator. So I was going to court and conducting and defending depositions and not involved in privacy law or technology law at all. But the first law firm I worked for ended up dissolving, which ended up being a blessing in disguise. A couple of years later, I was working for a law firm which did federal regulatory work and mostly represented internet service providers, telecom providers, and cable companies. And it was at that firm that I started working on a number of matters which involved cutting edge technology. I got pulled into a number of projects at that firm, which at the time, again, were very cutting edge. And so I basically fell backwards into privacy as well as copyright and trademark law. And um, again, I was in the right place at the right time. I was also attending George Washington University at the time and working on an LLM degree, which is basically an advanced law degree in intellectual property with a specialization in cyberspace and internet law. Um, these were brand new courses. They were cutting edge at the time and taking those courses was really helpful because they supplemented with what I was learning at work. Heidi, let's talk about your current role as the Chief Privacy Officer at Lido. How would you describe it to folks and what do you find to be most rewarding about it? Well, you know, my, it's interesting because my job is both operational and legal. And what I mean by that is there's an operational component to it, but there's also a legal advisory component. I would say I spend approximately 50% of my time operationalizing privacy, and I put that word in quotes. And what I mean by that is helping Lidos uh, do what it needs to do on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure that the company is in compliance with a number of global data privacy laws that impact us. So for example, I've licensed a third-party software platform, which my team uses to operationalize our, uh, again, day-to-day -day, uh, processes, we do uh, what's called data mapping. So we, we literally map out uh, the collection and processing of personal information by various teams across the company. And this is a really big undertaking. So it does take up about 50% of my time. 
to manage all of that work. The other 50% of my time is spent doing more traditional lawyer work, such as transactional work, due diligence for mergers and acquisitions, creating new policies and procedures, and advising internal clients on how to mitigate legal and regulatory risks. So what makes my job really interesting is that I get to wear the lawyer hat, but I also get to wear the business hat at the same time. That's really interesting. And it's something that we talk about frequently with our guests or interview candidates for CCB Journal. There's a myth, I think, in many organizations that the legal department sits on a separate floor or is working you know, only on legal, legal, legal issues, um, like dealing with courts or government. Um, and the operationalizing is, is I think, a, a great way of phrasing it. Um, in terms of the way we describe it is, you know, furthering the success of the business, right? Um, and it's, it's evolved very much over the last 15 or 20 years, the, the role of the, the legal department. And I just find it interesting that that myth is still out there, that it's a separate function. That's exactly right, Kristen. My role does sit actually in the legal department and I report to the general counsel. But as you point out, it's, it is a hybrid. And I think it's a bit of a misconception to assume that in-house corporate lawyers are just sort of acting as lawyers. Our jobs do require us, um, not only my role, but others as well. They require us to work collaboratively with other functions. And again, to wear that business hat and the lawyer hat. And that's a skill that I didn't have um, before joining Nextel years ago, as you mentioned, that was my first in-house counsel role. And, you know, I learned those skills at that point. And I think it's, you really helped me in my career, again, to be able to wear the business hat and the lawyer hat. Well, obviously learning those skills has served you well. Heidi, as we discussed, when an organization's culture is not a good fit, we do have the choice to move on or to influence the culture. How have you influenced the culture of your organization and what advice would you give to others? Well, this is a work in progress at Lidos, um, as it has been in other positions I've had in my career. So I really appreciate this question. When I first joined Lidos in 2017, there was actually no privacy office function at that time, certainly no global privacy office function. So I had to develop it from the ground up. And to be honest, I'm still building it. Uh, and in doing so, I've tried to implement what we call in the privacy field, privacy by design. What that means is essentially proactively embedding data privacy into the design and operation of IT systems, network infrastructure, and business practices. It requires companies to consider collection, use, protection, retention, and deletion of personal information at the very beginning uh, of designing a system or a practice or a process um, or even a product or service that's being offered in the marketplace. So basically it's thinking about privacy early in the process rather than at the end of the process. And it also encourages providing individuals with transparency about the collection, use and disclosure of their personal information. Again, this is at a high level what privacy by design is all about. But at Lidos, the way that I've tried to implement that is primarily through collaboration 
with other functions. So my team and I work very closely with other functions in corporate communications, in marketing, in information security, HR, IT, I mean, you name it. We're working with lots of different groups at the same time. And in addition, we've created several cross-functional working groups. My team in particular is very involved with those working groups, and I'm actually the executive sponsor of a couple of those working groups. So one of them, for example, is a data privacy working group, which includes representatives from various functions and program teams across the company. And in addition, we've created what I call loosely a privacy champions network, which includes representatives from also from various program teams across Lidos. And those working groups, again, have been great because it helps to support the resources on my team, but it also, again, helps us significantly with privacy by design um, because it does require major corporate change to do that. Well, I'm sure this is a big challenge with work from home as well um, and so many personal devices being used. Um, I don't envy your your quest um, in terms of the scope of what you're trying to do and, and also with the pandemic, I have to say, it sounds like an enormous undertaking. Well, it keeps me busy, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so how would you describe your leadership style, you know, and who, who and what has influenced your leadership style? As I mentioned, I definitely consider myself to be collaborative. I think most people that have worked with me would say that. So what I've done in my career and certainly now at Lidos, uh, is to rely very heavily on developing and maintaining partnerships with other corporate functions and teams, as, as I just talked about. Um, so this is necessary not only to effectuate privacy by design, but also to make major changes in corporate culture. And again, you know, this is something you can't, you just can't do it yourself. Uh, this is the third time in my career that I've been kind of on the ground floor of developing a privacy office function from scratch. And so I've learned over the years that collaboration is very, very important. I also try to listen to others' viewpoints and input. And this is important because my job is very heavily focused on evaluating risk in an area where the risks are not always clear. So my evaluation of risk is often influenced by my own experience and the issues I've encountered in my career. But hearing from others based on their own experience is also very important because everyone's experience is different. And last of all, in terms of you know, my leadership style, I would say being a mentor is something I really enjoy. And I've had the opportunity to do that several times in my career. And I really not only enjoy it, but I wish I had more time for it. You know, I think that's the one thing I wish I could do more of. In terms of who has influenced my leadership style, like everyone else, I've had great bosses and not so great bosses in my career. The good ones, of course, have influenced me more than the not so good ones. Um, and I've also worked with many other women and men who've influenced me over the course of my career, even if I didn't report to them. I've actually recently posted on LinkedIn, giving a shout out to a number of women in my career that have influenced me positively. And again, some of them are not people that I even work with in the same uh, law firm or company. But Generally speaking, the people that have influenced me the most are the ones who supported me and my endeavors and who were respectful, of course, 
and also who encouraged me to grow and think outside the box. So there are just too many people to name here, but as a leader myself, I try to remember that, you know, the leaders that helped me grow in my career. And I try to carry forward those same behaviors with my team. So specific to your role as the chief privacy officer with Lidos, what are some of the challenges you and your company have faced during this unprecedented environment? Like many other companies, COVID-19 has changed the way we work and our priorities. Last year, we had to put much of what I would call our programmatic work to the side so we could prioritize matters related to helping employees return to the workplace if and when it was safe to do so while protecting their privacy. This led to a number of challenges and new issues that I had not previously had to uh, encounter or deal with. I learned a lot you know, about the balance between privacy and public health. I'm still learning about it. In addition, Lidos developed several new products and services such as new software tools and managed services to assist our various government clients and health system clients in their own management of the pandemic. So again, I learned quite a bit. I wasn't even aware that Lidos had such a wide breadth and scope of you know, its potential service offerings. Again, these were new offerings that we had not previously brought to the marketplace. So in addition to being challenged by the new issues that my team and I had to face, and in addition to having to put aside kind of our day jobs for a while, it was also a really interesting experience to learn about Lidos capabilities. And I really am not saying this because I work for Lidos. I truly was impressed and I still am impressed. I continue to, to be impressed with Lidos capabilities in a number of areas. So overall, I would say it was challenging, but also provided opportunities for me and my team to continue to grow. I think we've all learned a lot more about our own organizations, whether they're large or small and been able to appreciate the, the work that other people do better now that we're working through Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever the product is. My, my team members have garnered a greater appreciation for what everybody else's role is and, and how much effort goes into um, producing the work that we do every day. Yes, absolutely. So Heidi, how would you like to see the profession evolve over the next 10 years? This is another great question, Kristen, because there, in my humble opinion, there has already been so much evolution in this field in the last 20 years or so. That's what keeps it interesting, honestly. It's the, the change is what's constant, is what I say sometimes. Um, in terms of what I'd like to see, uh, I think personally, I'd love to see continued collaboration and synergies between the cybersecurity field and the data privacy field. We are seeing more synergies, but I think there's even more room for collaboration. Uh, privacy and cybersecurity are interdependent, but different. You know, they rely on each other, right? Um, having good cybersecurity is very much interdependent with having good privacy practices. So I definitely would like to see that. I'd also like to see people with diverse backgrounds and specialties continuing to work together and learn from each other. 
in terms of their, you know, their backgrounds, their education, uh, where they grew up, all of the above. Um, we, we do see quite a bit of collaboration in the field, which, which I appreciate. But, uh, you know, for example, I'd love to see lawyers and engineers and software developers and marketing professionals and auditors continue working together and learning from each other. I've learned a lot from people in these other fields. Again, I'm a lawyer by trade, but I learn from people that have different backgrounds than I do, and also from different parts of the world and even different ethnicities and racial backgrounds. You know, we all can learn from each other. And again, this is a field I think that suits itself very well to that. And then last, uh, selfishly, uh, I'd love a recognition almost by more corporations and frankly, even US Congress, that data privacy is important and it is here to stay. This is not new. Um, and again, I've been doing this for years, but it's new to some extent to legislators in certain countries. So personally, I'd love to see a workable and clear US federal privacy legislation. And I'd love to be able to contribute to the dialogue and help to draft such legislation. Well, I agree with you on all of those fronts. I think that for those of us who are on the inside talking about data privacy, um, it's easy to make assumptions that other people understand the extent of what's available publicly and also within private companies. I genuinely believe that most people don't understand that what's on their desktop is on the cloud and is probably in Northern Virginia um, and many other places. Absolutely, and yeah. Every time I drive through Virginia, I think about all of my pictures and which server they might be on. Absolutely. I say that to my kids all the time. And of course they roll their eyes at me, but yes. Heidi, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been our pleasure. Uh, you've been a wonderful speaker for us on many events and did not let us down today for sure. And I look forward to keeping in touch and being able to get together in real life, hopefully later this year. That sounds fantastic. Me too. And thanks again for having me. It's our pleasure.